are now listening to Beyond the Veil, a production of Holosuite Media. Tune in to our live show every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The following live broadcast may not be suitable for all ages. The views expressed in this show are solely those of the individual providing them and do not represent the opinion of the station, website, or any affiliated partners. Audience discretion is advised. Hopefully you are fighting your way through the new content that has just landed today and not getting killed. And hopefully you're getting healed. Uh, you'll know I am saying all of that in a moment. Uh, good evening once more. Um, we are coming to you live from the depths of Agartha right here on the dance floor. My name is Antita and with me tonight we have Griff. Hello. Veritas. Hello. Ocho. Hey, everybody. Jared. Hello. And we have a special guest tonight, Headshotty. Hello. Good morning or evening. Good Wait morning, for me. good evening. <laughs> yeah, it's Depending morning. on where you are in the world, yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, welcome and good evening or Good evening, good morning, whichever that case may be, to everyone joining us live in Twitch right now. So, great update today in the game. The long-awaited raid, New York raid, has gone live, among other things. Of course, we have not only that, we have a whole bunch of other stuff uh, that dropped as well, namely Lair Megabosses. Uh, which can be accessed from Agartha. We have the new cache. We have a whole bunch of uh, tweaks uh, that happen in the game. New clothing, uh, build manager. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> finally, 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 build manager is here. And it looks absolutely fantastic. We're going to be talking about the second uh, TSW legacy transfer. Um, that will be happening later on this month and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So, why don't we start with the newest update to the game, the New York Raid. Have you guys ended up uh, doing the New York Raid already today? Yes. Yes! I have. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you this, did you feel... 
I did heal. Yes, I. Apparently, I there's healing. a shortage of healers. The only thing that I can see in uh, in chat in Agartha is people looking for healers for the raid. It's like seriously, we don't have enough healers. How is that possible? Usually, it's the tanks that you know everybody's wanting to get. Well, for story mode. You can easily do it with one tank and one healer, probably. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult for E1, um, but uh, I would have to say that there is, seems to be a bit of an issue with the raid. Now, I joined as a private group, um, but when we went in as a private group, the raid was all mixed up. It's a bit like um, what happened in PvP and there was no leader so the leader couldn't move people about so we ended up in our first goal with two healers in the completely different group from the tanks you right. can fix that um right if you can fix that i would love to know how to fix that because uh the the person leading the raid didn't know how to do that so um basically but can you it's, fix it uh, if you go in as a private team, or can you fix it anyway? It's, it's already in as a feature, like it's not like a workaround or something. Basically what uh, what's happening is um, Funcom decided to move everything to the group finder, or just, well, the activity finder. And um, because of that, what's happening is they... Even if you sign up as, you know, like a pre preset raid, you'll still go through the group finder, so he just breaks up the raid that you sign up with and throws you in again and it does so in a basically random fashion but what you can do is you just right click on a person and press the change team button it's uh like when you're in a raid that is I'll pass that you can on. just right click on somebody and then you pr and uh, you press uh, change team it's the same as in pvp yes, actually in phase yeah, w yes. since that already worked in shambhala and so on pretty well that you could just uh, yes. change spots to get healers in groups and stuff like that okay it's, right. the, it's the same system in this case I'll, pa I'll pass that on because that was most frustrating yeah, we already reported some line, like some quality of life things, like the whole uh, delay up to when private groups have time, uh, when a crash person can get back into the instance and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit too too short. Like, I mean, we have problems getting people back into a raid when somebody crashed, even when uh, even when um, like with an SSD and stuff. Like, they usually get kicked before that. It's crazy. That's been yep. a problem in dungeons as well. So it's yeah, not yeah. just new to the raid. No, it no, it's, has it's, been it's something that's been ongoing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing I found was um, I have to reload UI for the raid group to show damage on players. But that's something I've learned from Chambala. Um, that in Chambala, only your group shows damage, but not your raid group. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Where? Uh, in Chambala. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you have to keep on reloading UI, which becomes a bit of a pain because you keep on missing everything. So when it comes to the New York raid, or as it's, well, that's how we know it as players, but the in-game name is the Manhattan Exclusion Zone. Mm -hmm. And uh, just like the, um, the dungeons, it comes in four different difficulties. The first one is the story mode. Then we have Elite 1, Elite 5, El Elite 10. So there's like, um, 
you know how in dungeons you have levels 1 through 10 for the raid itself you only have these four so elite 2 3 4 6 7 8 and 9 they don't exist instead they've been broken down into elite 1 5 10 and of course the story mode which is the easiest so Yay, now let me ask you the story mode <laughs> Yay. uh hey, did you do elite 10 already no, 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 no. I'm not uh, I thought you guys I'd empower you it. Holy god, no. I thought we'd have seen a... I thought we might have seen a three-player, like, YouTube video on E10. I... I uh, <laughs> no, no. Already. I, we're not at, e, at item power 1000 yet as a raid, no way. Right, so when it comes to item power or IP uh, of your character, um, for the story mode, you only need to be level 50. Yeah, so, you before you unlock it, you have finish. to be level 50. Yeah, I mean, from... Um, from what I... Uh, ex I mean, from, from what I can tell from test life, simply because that's where Funcom basically gave us gear to, you know, uh, test the content at a level that they expect their players to be at when they try this content. The story mode is kind of similar to Elite 1. It's just, I mean, as a gear requirement, it's just way, way more forgiving as a raid. Yes, very much so. so um, yeah, and the story the, mode the today, gear, it was really so, easy. So, yeah, so basically they what they're thinking was, okay, so we'll, we'll kind of say, okay, so if you fall at max level blues, you can do this uh, raid, but you're, you know, you're not gonna get thrown uh, like super deadly mechanics at you or something like that. Did anybody miss a rocket jump? Yeah, I do. I do. I always miss it. <laughs> can I can I say something quick from back on that topic about people beating things really fast? Um, Jimmy, our friend Jimmy the Rabbit, just reminded me that they posted a video of a nine man on level five. Right. So talk about congrats on that. Uh, let's talk about the item power. So the story mode is level fifty. Uh, and it's basically blue gear uh, that you'll probably feel most comfortable with. And as Hatchari said, it's very, very forgiven, just like story mode for the dungeons. You can step in stuff. It doesn't one-shot you. It does a little bit of damage to you. Yes. Uh, the group that I did it with um, today, shortly after the servers came online, uh, half of them you could see because they were positioning themselves where they're supposed to. They knew where the bird was coming from. <laughs> so that was really fun to watch. And then, you know, they knew what they were doing. And then the other part of the group, the other half of the raid, they were running around, getting thrown back. And <laughs> just, it, it was just funny to see, right? So they were learning their way around it. So which is a great thing for, you know, to actually have someone who knows what they're supposed to do as opposed to someone who is new and who will likely learn faster because of that. So anyway, story mode, easy peasy, level 50 blue gear. Now things become a little bit more interesting with Elite 1. Now level requirement is still uh 50 but headshot the gear uh does it change or it, uh something changes in the raid right mm, well okay so i mean basically the gear requirement is pretty similar the only thing that basically changes is the mechanics so they'll expect you to pay attention this time and you'll also have to pay attention to the aggro mechanic 
Yes, 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 you do. I was just having. Yes, I just it is. I had to think about it. Wasn't right, sure. it is because in the story mode, the because yeah, yeah the aggro you mechanic need is aggro automatic. Is automatic so, yeah. which is, I mean, really, really forgiving. And uh, I mean, if you're really going in there having no goddamn idea, it's probably easy to get a hold of early on. Especially now, since it's um, slightly more confusing, I guess. With the whole aggro changes, uh, you, I mean, you almost have to read the patch notes from today to understand that it's even working, basically. I was going to ask, so do you think they've made it too easy from story mode to E1? The transition? And are, yeah, and they've made uh, E1, people are lulled into a bit of a false sense of security then, God. even as a tank. I mean, I would like to say yes, but I'm simply too far away to answer that, like, honestly. I, I would expect, I mean, just from what we did on test life, when in adequate gear and stuff, we did it, and I, I think it's pr it's probably a challenge, yeah, for people at that level. And I'm thinking I think that's not bad. It's basically, I mean, what I can say is that the Elite 1 difficulty is pretty much Elite Noir Grade in TSW. From yeah, a difficulty yeah. scale, from uh, yeah. what's expected of you, it's it's uh, still friendly to new players, and I mean, it's still at the you know at the bottom of the um, gear requirements. So if you have one person, for example, a tank who is experienced in the raid, just from SWL perspective, you'll you'll have a lot of an easier time simply because the healers can chill more and focus on DPS stepping in stupid and stuff like that. So it's still really forgiving, which is. Pretty handy. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking more from a like the aggro for tanks. If you go in and in story mode and it's quite simple. Yeah. You maybe go That's... in as a tank, not knowing what you're doing, yeah. and you get a shock in E1. Well, the, it's, it stands to reason that the uh, the transition from story mode to elite one is not going to be that much of a difference. It it will be noticeable difference, but not. A shocking one, right? No, no. I mean, the right. aggro mechanic. I mean, if you're if you've never played this game, obviously as a TSW, and then you go into this into this raid story mode just to see what's going on, and then see, okay, there's like stack swapping back and forth. You don't really know why, and then you go into elite, and it's not working anymore. You're like, Neh. what's going on? I, ca yeah. I guess it could be confusing. That's but as exactly, I said, I yeah. think I'm a little bit too far away to really see how that will work out. Because yeah, I can't I mean. delete my experience from these. Ex yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I have to keep on reminding myself sometimes that I've played the game before. Mm -hmm. okay. I have a feeling though that Funcom is kind of betting on that, just because there's no explanation on it from a gameplay perspective. So I thought I think they kind of went like, yeah, you know, people will explain this. Now, I I haven't done the raid yet, but I just in general when my gaming difficulty jumps like that. Especially in like an MMO or shared world RPG or whichever, I guess when I bump up a level and then I suddenly die, I assume that I need to research that fight more. Like clearly, I'm mm -hmm. doing something wrong. I don't immediately assume the game is stupid. I either assume, you know, I I need to research the mechanics or I need to gear up a little more first or, yeah. you know. But I mean, there's one thing, right? The 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 the, the mechanic itself pretty much explains itself. It's the same as in TSW. In TSW, you went in the, into the raid the first time, suddenly exploded with 10 million damage, and we're like, what the hell happened? Uh, so then you were like, oh hey, there's stacks. Okay, let's use provoke. 
let's have two tanks, so we swap these off so our tank doesn't explode. You see, oh, suddenly when the stacks take down, when the other person has aggro, doesn't die anymore. So the, the approach is pretty much the same, right? You just have to... Um, the, the only difference is, as I said, is that we don't actually have a provoke in this game that says that it'll put you at the top of the aggro list. And that's the only confusing thing. And I think that's the point where Funcom is betting on the veterans, explaining that. Okay, that makes sense. But the mechanic itself, I think, like the the difficulty increase from story mode to elite one is still it's totally really really relaxing. Like the only thing is really the aggro mechanic as a tank, and once you understand that you have to provoke it off, it's really simple because that's really all you have to do. It's the only difficulty increase for a tank. You have to watch out for those stacks, basically, make sure that you provoke it off and stuff like that. Right now, when it comes to elite five. Yes. Uh, Elite 5 requires item power to be a minimum of 450 for you to enter yes. Elite 5 raid. Now that's... What? <laughs> that would be Mythics, right? Yeah. Um, so actually, you have to be full I'm, Mythics? I have to be honest, I'm not even sure anymore. I'm still thinking in the old system, but since they updated the item power calculation today, I don't even know anymore. Um, in the before today, you de 450 you definitely was full mythics. Today it's probably it, the same. It shouldn't I, be that much more of a no, difference. Definitely, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I gained over 30 item power today when I logged in. All of yep, a sudden, yeah. Just I because, got just like that. And right. So I actually think that this patch might have not been the best idea. I know why they did it, but at the same time, it's it was kind of iffy. Because the basically what happened is that the gear requirements went down, right? But the item power requirements didn't. So you're basically from gear you had before in E5. Now you need less, and so that means DPS have less, like do less damage. Healers heal less, and the tanks take more damage and also have less HP. Well, yes, in the um, in the update today. Uh, item power has been recalculated. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, like so that's what I'm saying. Like before today, um, 450 was definitely something where I said, yeah, like once you reach 450, you are full mythic, just in your talismans and weapons. But today, I think it might actually be possible that you still have purple pieces quite easily. Well, so let's address. Go ahead. Oh, I just I I would have thought that would make the item power more accurate though since they took the emphasis a little bit um, off the signets and the glyphs and put it, it is, on the talismans and the weapons? It is more accurate if you take no signets into consideration, yes. Okay. But that's kind of the problem. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Galactric says in uh, in chat, we did Elite 1 and then Story Mode, and I couldn't tell much difference from a DPS perspective. And that's what um, what Headshotty was saying, that it's mostly just the aggro swapping for the tanks. Yeah. Uh, the rest kind of remains very, very similar. So you can't really, especially if you have a lot of people who are geared as DPS, you don't really notice uh, the change. You down the boss and all the birds in between and <laughs> adds very very quickly but talk about the item power um, the way that it used to be calculated before mm -hmm. if you've been playing this game for a while you know that oh, you God. could put 
anything i mean for a while we're talking about what two months now <laughs> two and a half um so if you've played it from the very beginning as it relaunched you know that you could put uh basically any signet any any glyph into into your talismans and weapons and that would hugely hugely boost your ip Oh yeah, I can tell you. That's uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, I have a talisman that before today had an item power of 744 or something because I had I have a red signet in it. Besides that, it's completely undoubled currently because it's a minor, and today it only has 656. So signets have way less impact. I mean, which is perfect because the signet it's it's doing nothing for me as a tank. Like it's not increasing my my survivability or anything. Right. So that so it's, was it's actually a good update. changed. That, yeah, it's a good update. That's really not what I... It's, it's really yeah, so it's more about idea. the core weapon and the core talisman yeah. now rather than the other way around. Yes. So you gain the most item power from upgrading your talisman or weapon. Yes. And then everything else gives you a little bit extra. But it's, it's a change in the right direction. Oh, it is, yeah, because the, the problem before was that it was due to the sig... Well, I mean, I, I think at least that uh, the access to signets is really easy. Like, you just have... I mean, at the start of the game, sure, you know, only the, the real grinders basically reached it fast. But now, even in, like, casual, more casual cabals, people reach this kind of level to, to clear layers pretty quickly just really fast because if you just played this game for two months you're probably at i don't know casually speaking probably like 300 item power if yep just, so that's way than enough to to do like layers so yeah and then yeah you getting item power was really really easy just from signals because as you said you could basically slot a signal that decreases your active cooldown dodge and it did nothing to your damage, but you still suddenly gained like item item power just by leveling it. Yep. Since exactly. it was so fast. I mean, I had my first legendary signal before I had a mythic, like a, uh, a mythic gear piece. It was easy. <laughs> you got tons <laughs> it of it. You got tons it of XP was, in layers. Yes. It's crazy. It was. Um, so, going back to the. Uh, to the raid, uh, what is the? Can you tell Hedgehog what's the biggest difference between Elite One and Elite Five? Oh, oh yeah, of course. I can tell you already what will wipe people forever and ever. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> it's it's the golem they already added in Nightmare Noir Great and TSW. It's that's gonna be fun for many many groups because he requires total focus and. Holy crap! That's an Elite Five. Uh huh. Okay, so when you said Elite 1 right now is like Elite in elite TSW. Same mechanics, TSW. nothing right. changed, yes. And Elite 5 is like a nightmare. Uh, it's um, easier. Of course, without It's, it's like the simplified <laughs> Nightmare in a Great version. And I don't want to, you know, I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but they actually, because they left away mechanics that made the raid like Nightmare in a Great. And right. I expect all of them to see them on E10, but I can't obviously say it because I don't know. I don't think anyone has set foot in there. I mean, there are... I, I know one person who is over a thousand item power, but I don't think they bothered going in there since it doesn't matter, since you need 10 well, people to get anywhere. People, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what I can tell is the biggest change from Elite 1 to Elite 5 is the 
is the golem in the second and the third phase. And he will also keep you busy because he has quite some, like, quite a lot of HP, heal, res the adds, so you'll have to focus him first and then kill the adds, which is pretty easy in the second phase. But in the third phase, you'll get him in between uh, sh uh, like shadow casts, so you'll have to make sure you'll get that done. Otherwise, you'll have those giant filth dudes. I don't know if you've ever got to get them spawned on uh, NTSW when you. Right. Like, get a zombie hit by the wave, right? You get these doggies, or whatever the hell you want to call mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And since the golem has to die, so the adds can die, pretty much a DPS check in a 10-minute DPS check. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> so the item power for Elite 5 is 450. Yes. So uh, that's quite a bit. Uh, if not all but at least the majority of your uh, talismans and weapons should be on mythic level yes and then we have number 10 <laughs> elite 10 which requires an item power of that 1000 and over and that is i i remember uh jimmy uh, posting on test live that uh, from what he has seen from elite 5 he expects elite 10 to be players coming in say waving or something along those lines like waving hi and then just basically lurker blah, lurker looks at them and they just topple over and die <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> So that one's going to be fun, and uh, as Headshot, he mentioned, uh, required item power of 1,000. Not many people have it in-game just yet, or they might, but we just don't know who they are. Uh, so we can't really tell you what the difference would be, but what do you, what do you think, like, uh, based on test live? Um, and, uh, like, your, what are your thoughts how that one's going to go? Because it's a level that you wouldn't have seen even in TSW. Yeah, no idea. I really can't say. I I just expect that they implemented every single nightmare mechanic up up there. I mean, they E5 is kind of nice in that way. That I, the problem I think why Nightmare New York Raid was so goddamn hard for so many people in TSW was because the dam the the difficulty spike it it was it wasn't like a ramp. It was a flat 90 90 degree wall where people ran against all of a sudden. Right. They there was no hauling in i think is a nice way to say it. it's there was you know no curve that made it diff more difficult more difficult to you know, to climb up and that i think is why elite 5 is pretty good because it throws the golem at you which is perfect because that's the mechanic that also wipes you the absolute most in tsw and the nightmare grade because he will he is just on a rampage god it's horrible <laughs> and you have to learn to take care of him like always as a raid like you have to make sure that you can do that and once you got that down the, the other mechanics that were in the nightmare New York raids are basically well adjustments like for example the fist does not have the the filth waves in elite 5 um there are no um, HP triggers in the third phase that knocks back your NPCs and you have to pick them back up or something. So basically, it's ju it's uh, you just stand there, burn, and have shadows, and that's pretty much it. So it's it's a nice ramp up, I think, for many people. Right, that's cool. Um, so how do you how do you enter 
uh, New York raid. Uh, when entering the story mode for the very first time, the way to do it is you go to the activity board in Agartha, where all the jump pads are at various branches, and you pick up the mission, you go to, so that's the first thing that you do. Then you travel to New York to talk to, talk to uh, Dave Screed. Yes. Once you do speak to him, you it triggers a cutscene. After that cutscene, um, you're required to use the group finder in order to sign up for the raid. Okay, so from that point on, if you're doing it for the first time, after that, you don't need to have the mission, right? The, the mission is nope. gone. You yeah. basically just use a group finder. Yep, correct. So just in case you were wondering how to do and what to do and when, <laughs> that's for the very first time that you go through the raid. Now talk about the loot. What do you guys think about the loot, Veritas and uh, Headshotty? Uh, you guys have completed it. Uh, what did you think of the loot? Oh, I can tell you there's different loot. I mean, at least to a certain degree. Um, Elite 1, I mean, story mode only drops distillates. Those are pretty damn good distillates. Yeah, We're yeah. talking 5k yeah. distillates. <laughs> I can't tell, I mean, I can't speak about Elite, five, uh, Elite 1. I, if they didn't change it from test life, they're pretty identical though. I think they're maybe like 6k or so. Uh, the distillates were the same as uh, story, mode? story mode. But you get talismans, right? We got, uh, Well, I got three distillates. Uh, that was on the, um, on the story mode that I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, those were four, four thousand seven fifty, two of yeah, them, I think and on then five two fifty. Yeah, I got three at five and a half k. There uh, you on go. E1, in E one, I got a weapon, just a one, just, just a very similar weapon to what we get in a dungeon. Weapon itself, or uh, sorry, a not distillate. a weapon, a talisman. Yeah, you can get both. Okay, Bo both in the loot table. Yeah, I got a talisman. So RNG, but, which one you get? But it wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah, on on uh, there's on Elite One, there's also I think a ghoul pad and a purple clothing piece, which is like something with the yes. military, uh, the military outfit that you but got. To be honest, as a yeah, you used reward. to get it before in uh -huh. TSW, yeah. But to For be honest, it does still. Sorry, does sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, to be honest, the distillates were reward enough. That was 30,000 um, 30, distillates that I got. 30,000 CC that I got. It is. And here's the thing, though. Um, there's been a lot of talk on Test Live, and once it became public, what's you know what the lockout timer is going to be for the raid, uh, people were up in arms. <laughs> Uh, right now, the lockout for story mode is just less than five days. So four days, 20 hours, 16 hours, something like that. Uh, it's the same I believe, I, by the way, I, I, I didn't watch the last stream, but uh, somebody told me that it's not actually on a four, four or five day timer because my cooldowns for uh, story mode and E5 are completely identical. So apparently it's an ID thing. So it resets weekly on probably Wednesday. Uh, someone mentioned in chat that it's on Tuesday. Yeah, that something. Uh, that it resets. Something like that. I didn't watch the stream, but apparently they mentioned it there. 
Right. So story mode and elite share a cooldown, correct? Like you can enter story yes. mode separately from elite, but they yep. still share the same cooldown. So it yeah. resets probably every Tuesday, we think. <laughs> if uh, I I don't I still don't approve that they have a shared cooldown on the elite difficulties. Right. So what is your is your um, when you completed E five uh, raid? What's your uh, is it still, does it still say four days, whatever, hours? Yeah, it's, it's four days, eight, four days, eight hours now. Now, these are going to be adjusted, okay? They've already mentioned that yeah, yeah. officially in Discord. Exactly to what? What kind of adjustment uh, is going to be made to this? Uh, they said we it. We don't know yet. No, they, they said it. Yeah. Um, What's what it going to be? I mean, I only follow the Discord every now and then. Basically, I just keep track of whatever Andy posts. So right. <laughs> it's the easiest to keep track of information. Um, what they, or what Andy said at least, is they are going to bring an update as soon as possible that allows you to re-enter the instance, even with a cooldown. But you'll only be allowed to loot uh, like the big loot, like what you get for, you know, like what you got today, basically, uh, once a week. And if you do it outside of the cooldown, you get smaller things. So I personally assume that this means that once a week, you'll have a chance to get the cosmetics and talismans and the big distillates in, uh, in the raid. And well, if you do it outside of it, you'll just get a, uh, what you call it? Uh, you just get like a normal small distillate or something. Right, something, I, I some mean, kind of reward, but not it, as good. Though. Yeah, because for example, um, <laughs> it's probably too much of a hassle to bother helping people with E5, like for a really small reward, simply because of the time necessary that most groups will need now. Because the rewards, I mean, I think they're okay, but I, I don't think that they, um, like like the participation rewards, so to speak, are gonna be worth it. Or well, E5 at least. It sounds to me like they're trying to address... I saw I saw a lot of people on social oh, media yeah. and a lot of people on Reddit more complaining about, well, now I can't run with my friends, because yeah, I've got to do this run with one of my friends, and then now I can't run with any of my other friends for an entire week. Um, and especially the way things are running now, with a lot of people are... Maybe, you know, they're in one cabal, but they're running with a different one, or they have the personal cabal, but they run with all these different cabals that at least that was the thing I was seeing get brought up the most from from the bubbles I'm in. Yes. So that that would at least fix that so people can, you can oh, play yeah, with yeah, your definitely, friends. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it, it and I'm I really believe that it'll work perfectly for story mode and E1, because those are doable enough in a time frame that even more casual people would be like oh yeah i have time to help my friends and they feel like their time is spent carefully and you know well well just well spent really but i think like that's the problem i think on e5 it's not worth it for many people until there's enough even casual cabals that outgear that content enough so that you know dps carries a little bit more than skill in that perspective well, that will Which happen. Is... That oh, yeah, will yeah, happen, sure, and it's, I mean, not we're now. not that far off. So now. people are mostly going to be doing E5s, probably, rather oh. than no one's going to be doing story mode. Uh, and well, no, why even not? I mean, you can do story mode all the time. It's on a separate Sure, you can. So... If no nothing not else, to. for distillates. <laughs> yep, exactly. 
they're pretty good reward uh, when it pretty comes loot. to gearing up. Yeah, pretty good loot. So in any case, you're gonna have three. No, elites do share a cooldown, so yeah, it, it won't it won't matter whether you do it on elite one or five or a ten. Uh, it will have uh, the same cooldown, so you'll be able to do two, for example, and with full loot. Uh, and then the rest are going to come at a at a lower rate loot. Now, if you're wondering about these lockouts that we're talking about, they have implemented a feature uh, that was already in TSW, a lockout window. It does look differently now, and the timer right now is accessible if you hit Shift L in SWL, and it shows you uh, the timers for daily rewards, keys, and raids right now. There's no timers on dungeons. Uh, there's no need. So you do see how many keys you need. You have left for certain things. When the next key refill is coming up. Uh, when do challenges reset or daily login rewards. Those uh, reset at the same time. If you remember, they did a patch a uh, few patches ago where they kind of equalized that. And of course for the rate as well so you can see all that stuff there and it's pretty handy so shift l we got the most important quality of life update after six years of tsw what's that you can finally delete all your mail without <laughs> having to yes. download an add-on delete all uh, of your I, mail I, characters yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> I, actually, somebody I know deleted their attach some attachments as well by clicking on the button. Wondering I don't what think it that's did. Possible. Well, they did. Well, they told me they did. As I heard them, I, I, there wasn't. Yeah, they deleted the attachments as well. That's weird. That they shouldn't happen. They deleted the attach. What? Oh, he, he, because yeah. you have to take the attachment before, yeah. so you actually have to manually open those uh, emails. Like if you, if no, you, you can well, take all attachments. There's another button for that. Take all attachments. Well, he deleted. Right. He deleted his mail and and deleted the attachments with it. That oh, you gotta check for. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that's working as intended or not. Just you, you gotta check to make sure you want to delete it all before you delete it all. So well, here's I, the I thing: think, before think... you before you delete all, just take all. <laughs> so if, and there is a way to tell, right? Because it's a little bit brighter uh, if there if you haven't. I want to say touched it. If you haven't poked it with a Open stick. It. <laughs> if you haven't opened it yet. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I like poked it, it better. He did say um, that there's a lesson there to read something first. Um, but what he did say was that the updates hadn't been put in German yet. Oh. Oh, really? No, they had only been posted in English, I believe. Oh. Uh oh. So, so whilst, as I know, all Germans have very good English, um, it might have explained a little bit more <laughs> if it had been in German. Um, well, and always, always remember, if I comment on anything like that, I'm the one who used my shadow blade to empower a different blade. So, like, I take no <laughs> higher moral ground here on anybody. <laughs> and and I'm, right. I'm the one that's upgraded, uh, like, a uh, fused 
uh, the wrong piece into the wrong piece. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like I said, he did say that the updates haven't been posted yet in German or French. All right. So another big milestone for the game, the relaunch game, that is, is we finally have a build manager in the game that's accessible. Thank the developers. That's <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we did have uh, a mod, uh, boo builds, and probably and some other mods as well that have been adjusted for SWL from TSW or completely new ones. Um, however, this is not a mod. This is a built-in feature within the game. It can be accessed if you hit N and open up a weapons page, and then you go to the third tab so you have active abilities passive skills and then third tab is the build manager so the it's very very simple to use you get i'm a lifetime patron in uh, swl so i'm not really sure if this works for everyone but for lifetime patrons or previous grandmasters of tsw you end up getting five free slots and then you purchase a new slot at the cost of 1,000 moths. That's nothing. Nope. Not expensive at all. Yeah, and there's only, a thousand, it, there's only 10 slots, though. Oh, okay, I not say more? Only. I'm pretty sure that's more than enough for most people. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so, so... What I'm... What... I was going to say, so we've got these... Uh, there's other boo builds and stuff like that. Um, I'm just wondering what would be stopping. Hmm? Sorry? It's like the benefits of the game manager in-game. Um, people who just really don't want to touch any kind of installation directories. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or even though you yeah. don't have I activity, mean... uh, f or not activity, ability finder or search, yeah. as we had before. And true, before you... You know, it was a little bit different because any ability could be used in order to do something specific. So it didn't necessarily have to be from the same weapons tree. But uh, now abilities are completely different. Uh, but it does help, especially as we move further, you know, a year from now, two years from now. A lot of players will branch off into sometimes all three roles, right? Uh, already, a lot of them have branched off into two different roles. If you're a healer, well, you need to solo <laughs> as well. Yep. So you need to get some sort of DPS going. And of course, you can have a DPS set and then a healer set. Uh, likewise, with tanks, with a DPS, you know, as a DPS, you might branch off into a completely different weapon, so or another two weapons. So I do see the requirements for saving the builds, uh, getting up there, uh, where we will need more than ten spaces. For now, it's probably like you mentioned, Hashadi. For right now, it's probably more than sufficient, yeah. but later on. We may need some more, but it's a beautiful interface. I mean, I brought well, it up and... already. I, I brought it up on Test Life, and I, I got a pretty honest answer out of Glaucon, which is pretty amazing, to be honest. Um, and he basically said that it's um, from just their experience, the the gear manager, like, first off, they wanted to rework it because it was goddamn horrible. Um, secondly, the 
the, the, the storage of bills is always server load. So it's always like database information somewhere. Yes. And they just wanted to have as least as possible from that as they can basically put into the game. And well, that was... Sorry. that's why they only implemented 10 slots for now. And they said that from just from what they their experience in TSW, just from how they looked through the databases and how many builds the majority of players actually saved, that 10 slots is more than enough for the uh, population they, they had back then. So they'll assume it'll work for now. And he even said that if it's absolutely going to be necessary and uh, the, the, the claims are going to just rise higher and higher, they'll work on more. But for now, it's just server load, and they want to prevent that. So, very were, were you were you asking about why it's there, like why you would need it when we have blue built? No, or was I, that not uh, your question? Okay, I, I totally misunderstood the question. Then and I'm glad everybody else yeah. talked. <laughs> uh, what I was going to ask though was the the gear manager I found in TSW when I was loading up builds tended to if I'd moved things about my inventory. That it tended to load up the wrong things. I was I'm curious about that too because I seem to remember that in TSW2 sometimes if you upgraded something and you didn't resave that build, it would like lose being able to find that item. Oh yeah, because it's now a different item. Yes, right. it's, it's, it's the like, ID yeah. system in TSW yeah. was way different and it was horrible. The only thing I noticed so far in SWL is um, that when you do a rarity upgrade. Um, it'll it'll mess things up, but that doesn't happen too much, right? I mean, yeah. once you hit purple, basically you will you don't do that that many times. Once you hit so, mythic, right. it, you yeah. won't do it for quite a while. So does that mean that uh, when I save a build and I continually upgrade a glyph or even the talismans, but it saves it continually saves the very last one, right? Because well, it can only I'm just thinking here, but it would. So it wouldn't matter that I upgrade that particular uh, talisman with either talisman distillates or if I upgrade the glyph. As long as it's saved in a build, that will continually be saved as I uh, I don't have to save it every single time I upgrade it. Yes. No, uh, Galactrix is saying in the, in the chat that uh, you say now the new build manager Basically, it finds whatever the closest item is to what you had. So now it seems to be it seems to be working on a, a like a smarter level. Yeah. So if you had like you know um, a purple talisman with a say a green signet attached, and you upgraded the signet to a blue signet, that it would be like okay, well this is the same purple item. It's close enough. This is probably what they're looking for. Yeah, that's that's how it was explained as well. So we basically now still need to double check. <laughs> no, no, you need to upgrade no, no, it you, periodically, you but uh, but if it's like a quick change, that you shouldn't have to worry about something not necessarily loading. I mean, right. I, I I think as long as you don't have an item that goes from I don't know having a mythic signet, a mythic glyph, and just generally being mythic to all uh, sorry sorry like an epic one, uh, and it goes to all mythic suddenly, I think then the gear finder might be like, what the hell are you even looking for? Because he doesn't have any item that is in that epic scale anymore, and or which is close enough to to be that. Right. That's how I understood it so far. Right, so it would presumably leave an empty slot, then we didn't have to fill in manually, and then just Probably. resave the build. Yeah, so but it easy. does. It happens way, way less than in TSW ever. 
I mean, in TSW, you had to resave your build every single time you changed anything about your yes. weapon, your talisman. You yeah. made it from 10.3 to 10.4, and you had to resave it already. It was horrible. And I mean, also, yeah, the funny thing is uh, that they, uh, like, they, when I say they, I mostly mean Glaucon, is that she said he has no problem when people use, like, add-ons to use more builds, because it's... Uh, it's also the reason why they didn't make the other gear slots more expensive or anything. Because they said, yeah, I mean, if people need more slots than the 10 basics and they wanna... They can install mods and that's totally fine because they didn't want to try to make any kind of... Um, uh, like a like a dump, like a PEX dump in, like in TSW out of the gear manager at all. Like, if you well, remember, the gear manager in TSW advancing the slots cost like, what, 100k packs per slot and you had 100 or something? Yeah. Quite expensive. Well, and it's really good to have even just a backup in this game, even if you like using the mods, if at some point the mod stops getting updated or they update the game and then the add-on doesn't work. Like we've got we've got the basics in this game now, which is awesome. That's right. What else do we have? We have Lair Mega Bosses happening in Agartha. That's right. And they can be, so if you're summoning it, you'll basically be summoning it in the same, on the same portal that you, that we used for the Whispering Tide event. Yes. So it's very, very simple, very easy. Uh, once you get the uh, summoning item, you go to the public raid portal in Agartha. Uh, and uh, when you're on this platform, you consume the summoning item, which opens the portal. So then the portal, you'll see a red, huge red giant heart. <laughs> so it's basically summoning like you would normally summon any lair boss right but this is just a giant thing happening uh there on that uh on that portal uh so then the indication that the portal is open is that it changes from like this whitish swirl into kind of red pinkish swirl uh that indicates that it's open and that you can go in and fight the boss now, order, this was mentioned previously, order in which you are pulled in, first it's the summoner and the summoner's group, raid members, cabal members of the summoner who are nearby, and then everyone else who enters the portal. And it's pretty cool. I've, I've fought two uh, lair mega bosses today, and uh, they were surprisingly easy. <laughs> they are. Really, I'm disappointed really as fuck about that, but um, the, what I guess it's fine. It's what they want to do with it. It's like kind of fair. Basically, it's, it allows people who just don't have time for layers to get signets, since every single signet can drop in that raid. So, right. If, Plus, if you don't have time for that kind of stuff, you can still get your signets up somehow, since you get distillates, you get any kind of random upgrade for it you want. Right, because the uh, lair mega boss that we ended up fighting, um, it it was from Savage Coast, um, and it oh my god, it was a pain, giant pain in the butt uh, when we used to fight it uh, in um, in SW in Savage Coast. 
But here, as a mega boss, uh, fighting it in Agartha, it was just so easy. You basically stand there, you go forward, you got backward in order to jump out of stuff. There's no damage being done to you, almost nothing. Um, so it was very, very uh, bland, I want to say. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. say boring, but it was pretty bland. Maybe what other I... bosses oh, are going to be different. Well, what I did here already um apparently the hp numbers are wrong right now i, I have only done the paduri and the uh, whatever the other guy is called um with the claws yeah yeah the giant crab man and apparently the the egypt boss the the giant mummy guy has way more hp so that's apparently a bug that the other two are having low hp okay so their hp should be uh, should be going up yeah, I mean, we. <laughs> the, the weird thing is that I, I think it should still. I, I, I still understand the whole world, uh, world boss thing as allowing people to get easy signets in a way that they don't have to, you know, sit through 30 minutes of layers or something more. Um, but I, th I mean, we killed the first boss that we summoned in a minute. That's slightly, you know, too fast. Yeah. <laughs> Since I mean, let's just say that the, the regional boss in uh, in Blue Mountain, he has seven point four million HP. So the the world boss, uh, the the crab man, he has only eight million. So that's six hundred k more. But you fight him with thirty more people. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, puts it in perspective. Yeah, it's just uh, it's kind of weird. Well, hopefully that will be addressed soon. But in any case, like uh, like Hechari mentioned, it gives those people who are not able uh, to uh, to do layers on a regular basis uh, and who are not able to purchase the signets from the auction house, just another means of uh, of you know getting those signets and signet distillates. The only yeah. thing is, unless you're in the summoning group, you do need to be in Agartha. So if you're somewhere out there questing, you will not see it unless it's actually put in one of those uh, in one of the uh, in-game chat channels and you happen to notice it and then you quickly go to Agartha and then from there on to the uh, open raid uh, to fight the mega boss. Uh, so if you're not in Agartha at that point in time, uh, which is what happened to me today, two other members of my cabal were in Agartha and they mentioned it. And then I quickly, you can try to group up with someone and then meet up on someone, you know, who's already there, which works as well. It works. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't point you directly to the, to the raid instance, okay? It just ports you to Agartha. And then from then on, you need to enter the raid yourself um and uh sometimes you can be pulled into a different instance like i i ended up exiting uh the raid that we the not the raid the mega boss that we just finished and uh i turned around and the portal was still open i went back in and fought another one uh that someone else summoned so it was a completely different instance but then other members of my group were not able to get in or they got in into a different instance from there on. Do you think this will reduce the, the amount of layers that will go on then? 
No, because you still you still need to do layers in order to summon yeah, the mega boss. Yeah, exactly. So, so no. the, the the layer heavy people or the, the the cabals and just groups of people that keep running layers will still be the ones having to well farm these, so to speak, and summon them. Yeah. Since they only drop from regionals, and that's pretty rare, actually. I mean, I don't I don't know how many doggies we killed already from Blue Mountain, but I I don't I don't know. Probably 200 or something more, and we have like 50 of those of the like the big crap guy. So the the drop chance isn't that high since I mean you have so many people looting, right? And we only have 50 of them. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. So another thing that dropped today is the new cache. It's called the Future Tech. Uh, that one has. Uh, there's different things of course it's the uh, the mount the outfit the pet um you can get uh, plasma forged weapons uh cyberpunk threads uh, the outfit you can get a uh, normal stuff that comes from it third age fragments uh, distillates and a chance of extraordinary uh weapon that drops those are pretty cool looking. There's a lot of people going, uh, going on in Agartha or running around Agartha in their new clothing item with their new pet, or you know, just having the having the mount. So it looks pretty darn awesome. There's a lot of the stuff that has a chance of dropping, um, and uh, it it will be available again probably four to six weeks before we get a brand new one they have already said that they they don't in really intend to go back uh instead they keep on uh expecting to move forward and uh, to be introducing new weapon skins new mounts new pets and new outfits for these uh, caches uh, every four to six weeks oh, so, that's a promise yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it also gives people uh, something new to spend their money on or to strive for, right? So, as long as, long as there is stuff that people can spend money on in the game, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Now, when it comes to clothing, apparently a whole bunch of clothing rewards uh, or clo well, yeah, new clothing rewards have been added uh, for completing Elite 10 dungeons and uh, the clothing rewards that you used to get before for completing dungeons on Elite 10 have been moved to Elite 5. So they're just gonna kick it down a notch and introduce new ones for Elite 10. So those are gonna be pretty interesting. Which is really awesome. That's another one of those conversations I saw come up a lot on the subreddit. People saying, hey, you know, we used to get clothing for dungeons. I wonder if they put it on level 10, because it's going to be forever before we can get to Elite 10. Yeah. And I hope they drop it down. And So that's very cool they did that. Now, they also made a large amount of new clothing, which is available directly for purchase from the dressing room. Now, if you are you know, uh, a convert from TSW to SWL, you're going to be sifting through a whole bunch of stuff. 
And for a lot of it, you won't even realize they're new until you actually preview them or, you know, you see it on someone else and be like, hey, I like that. <laughs> so, have tons of recolors and stuff, right? So for more yeah. variety? I mean, I have no idea. I haven't changed my, my character's design in a while. Yeah, you kind of look the same. Like a lot of people do, actually. They dress up their character the same way as, as uh, they did in TSW, <laughs> which is quite fun, because you can you can recognize them. I carried over most of my fashionista stuff uh, when I when I put that add-on on. I was just really disappointed. I completely forgot to export it right before I swapped over to SWL. But I had an old export with most of my outfits, so I dug through an external hard drive to find my old export from that, just, just so I could have the same outfits. Nice. Now, kind of a dork. Yeah, but an adorable one. Um, <laughs> uh, a new teleport was also oh, added can... today. Oh, really? Just really, really quick yeah. while we're still on the topic wow, of clothes. Wow, things I missed. <laughs> What's up, Griff? Just while we're still on the topic of clothes, there was one thing I wanted to bring up here, because again, it was something that I saw mentioned by a lot of players on the subreddit, that they have fixed the color of tragic, so you do get the mask now when you What's complete that? it. Um, the color of tragic is that one you do for in beta, that at the very end you get the frowning uh, mask. Yeah, and I, there were a lot of players, especially since the mission text is very clear that you're being given a mask, yes. and we haven't been... The, the people who didn't already have it weren't being given the mask, and they have right. apparently fixed that. And anybody who didn't already have it has been awarded it retroactively, so that is awesome on clothing stuff. Cool. Now about that teleport, it's the new Tokyo uh, or Kaiden uh, teleport that has been added. There's actually two, but one is available as an achievement. Oh, I know which one. Which we one? all do. Let me. It's. I mean, it's probably the, uh, the, the 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 tower one, right? Which is totally not out yet. Which is totally it's teasing. It's the docks. Yeah. Oh no way! We actually have a useful teleport now. Damn. So the one that you get <laughs> uh, is the Kaiden downtown, and the one on the docks is from the achievement. What's in the box? Hmm. <laughs> So that's actually pretty cool. Uh, for those of you coming from TSW, you know that um, Tokyo uh, Teleport used to be Lorenzian Fabricator or something along those lines. So uh, we had number one and number two in order to unlock everything. So it's pretty cool now that Tokyo is open that we do actually have a teleport from the teleport window. Yay! Dang. <laughs> <laughs> now, another big, 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 big thing. Uh, they finally fixed the viewing boss fights from the Anima Wells inside dungeons. I could not see a fight. Like, if I happened to die in the middle of a fight, um, I would just be standing there, like, going like... And I had to wait. Uh, I couldn't see any of the fight. Uh, even if I clicked on it, right? So yep. the icon is there, but when you click on it, nothing happens. Well, now it's supposed to show you the rest of the boss fights that the rest of your group is doing. So, yay! I have a question about that. 
was that? Do you see the HP of the bosses or ads? Can you click on I anything? Haven't, I haven't tried it. I haven't, well, I haven't died in a dungeon since. Yeah, well, my problem is that since I am a main tank, when I die, usually everyone is dead, so I have nothing to spectate. Right, that's so I, true. I have no idea like, if that's even working. I'm up at the same point I'm the healer. Yeah, right, it's usually the same thing as the healer. Depending, I mean, what you're doing. In dungeons, it's usually fine. Defensive so, cooldowns yeah. are super OP. Yes, so yeah, depending are. on the dungeon that you're doing, yeah, I usually end up, if I die, then very quickly. But yeah, the <laughs> HP on the boss might be quite a good idea, but I don't know yet. I mean, it's just because I, I know that they patched it into TSW after years, and it was a feature that everyone was missing, because it was it's kind of like given, right? It's kind of nice to know how long your group might need if they don't wipe for some reason. So you can maybe go get a coffee or something instead. <laughs> and the other thing is as well, having the having the camera, um, those that are new to dungeons can actually watch the mechanics. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. that's true. That's you can really... see the movement of yes. every, everyone and see what's going on. So even though you're not actively participating, but you're mentally taking note of what's going on. So I know that um, when the New York raid came in, that, uh, that, that was quite useful for people who hadn't been in before. You could actually, if you went in with a really good group, you could actually watch while they do the elite, and you could see the mechanics. Right. No, that that is pretty cool, pretty awesome. So, one thing, uh, headshotty, something happened with the active and passive ability today. Is it evulsion or? Oh God, yes. I'm already. I. I. I uh... Yeah, I'm already heavily annoyed, but I, it's on a high priority list, at least that's what they said on, on the Discord. Okay, Basically, so let's specify what it is. Yes, well, the problem currently is, I noticed it immediately, was um, if you run Evulsion with the passive, it does nothing but damage, basically. It doesn't pull, it doesn't taunt, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't impair. All it does is do damage, so you don't have, uh, like, an AoE pull anymore. It only works without the passive now. So you Which, don't uh, have to use the passive? Is that you what can't. you're saying? Yeah, yeah you, you can't. can't. It doesn't work. Because otherwise it's just a damage ability with a 20 second cooldown and it does horrible damage with that. Obviously, yeah. since it's not supposed to be used for that. But so, yeah, that's are we right getting now. the hotfix with it soon? Um, Something that's in the works? Yeah, I mean, they, they know about it and they said they'll fix it as soon as possible. It's the same thing. Something else was broken that was on a high priority list. I, I don't know right now anymore. It's in the announce on the Discord. Let me check in a moment. Uh, all right, the invest the, the crash is in the, in the raid instance. Yes. Some people have uh, crashed and the or you know DC'd and uh, yeah, and you get a deserter. Deserter. We had that problem yeah. on test life a little bit. That like generally just tons of crashes. We didn't crash today, though. Just from a, a raid perspective, I mean, we just get normal crashes. Well, at least if you crash out of a scenario, now you don't get the deserter. <laughs> the yeah, that's, so that's a good cool. one. Yeah, that's good. Because that's happened a couple of times to um, people I've been playing with, uh, and then yeah, it's it's not been a good thing not being able to get back in again. Right. Oh, I just see. Apparently, they they already fixed the mega boss HP. So that's already live. That's, that change. Yep, yep, that's what Andy posted. Was Andy in charge of that? 
Oh, uh, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm what I can do. I'm just teasing because uh, he always add. Well, to be fair, he would always add another zero to it. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if you were around when the first Super Hell got killed. Yeah. That's yeah. been a few years, and I remember we were sitting in TeamSpeak, and we were so happy that we goddamn solved that horrible thing. And we were like, oh, let's summon it, and we summoned it, and we were like, oh, well, it's just another golem boss, probably. And all of a sudden, she stands in front of you in TSW with 10.4 gear, and she has 120 million HP, and you're like, oh, that got to be a joke. <laughs> and we're like it was one of the first things for that... an hour. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, it was one of the first things that uh, Andy ended up doing, and he he mentioned it on our show before. It was like, oh my god, I thought I was gonna get fired, and <laughs> I had to go go to Roman or someone uh, someone else even, and be like, um, I made a boo boo. <laughs> mm. So I was like, please don't fire me. <laughs> I mean, but, apparently, yeah. apparently though, they they. Um they increase their systems because what what they have been doing for a while now is they can um, they can simply change HP numbers on most enemies in the game like that. It's it's something we what was it? Well, the, they the did flappy it with, a, with flappy, yeah, flappy they, they did it the very yeah. first time where you notice oh so they actually can um, access their, their their encounters now and change their HP without actually having to taking the servers down, which is really cool. Yeah, it is. So. Um, since Flappy at the start, um, I don't know if you remember how I talked about it. I was pretty, I was pretty much looking forward to it. I guess I just didn't anticipate how horribly broken it would be on life all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> no, I mean I don't know if you remember. Then no, none of the mechanics were work, were doing anything. Yeah. They were there, but they weren't really doing anything. And yeah. then there, he had too much HP, then they fixed the mechanics, and then people were dying too much, and then nobody could kill the goddamn encounter anymore. So, <laughs> that was hilarious. It was a, a little bit all over the place uh, yeah. for a while there. But thankfully, they could access their, their game that fast, right? I mean, can you imagine if every single time they would have had to change the HP, they would have had to take the servers down? Yeah, that would have been Whoa. horrible. <laughs> But luckily, as you've pointed out, they don't necessarily have to do that right now for yeah, at really least nice. some of the fixes. That so really that's nice. cool. The only thing is, we are expecting a hot fix, if not tomorrow. It, it they usually put it out within like 24 to 48 hours if something needs to be fixed. Uh, so being that. Uh, New York raid as well as the lair bosses it's not like a timed event like it was for the whispering tide uh, it might require or they might take additional time with it but hotfix will be coming up uh, taking care of some of the things that we talked about uh, during the show yeah. so do expect it I mean they have to fix evolution oh my god <laughs> and the only reason why I'm calling it a Vulgin is, by the way, so people who haven't been playing this game for years know which ability I'm talking about. Internally, I still keep talk, call, calling it Chaotic Pool. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people... And it's funny, right? So many people do that. I know, I know. A lot of people just go like, don't we have that ability, that, 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 that? And then, <laughs> you, you know, just TSW name comes up and Chaotic yep. Pull is usually among those that people are just keep on specifying the TSW yep. name, yeah. Yep. I use Fired Up. 
Yep, fired up. And it's fired up, and it'll always be fired up to we me. Have a, <laughs> we, we have a healer in our cabal who, who didn't play TSW too much, and so he, he pretty much only started playing it heavily now with SWL, and he gave up knowing or like learning the new ability names to a certain degree. Because, because you keep on referring cabal. to them yeah. by the old ones. <laughs> yes, because every time he was talking with us about like uh, something, something, um, like oh, the maybe you guys know that the um, the cleansing part of fired up is currently broken, and he kept talking like oh, you know, the cleansing of regeneration isn't working. We're like, what the hell is regeneration? Is that <laughs> for something? Like the hell is that? And he kept on blabbering for five minutes, and we're like, dude, we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I personally would have preferred that uh, the abilities which have been transferred over uh, from TSW, that they would have left the names intact. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what was so bad about Win Win. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty cool name. And also, Fire It Out. out. Regeneration. Nurture. Was is now renewal, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. yes, yes. It's With renewal not to, me, to me, renewal to me is a passive, which was horrible in TSW. Yeah. So yes. I don't, I don't know. Just weird. Oh well, uh, one of these days, probably a year or two years from now, we may start to uh, to call them by their names. Hell no! <laughs> Everyone will call Chaotic Pull then by its name. I hope at least. All right. Okay, so that's basically that when it comes to what what's new, what dropped this past week. Um, so there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. Um, of course, everything is designed to kind of help you uh, move along and get yourself geared up. And uh, there is, uh, don't forget, these are... We talked about elites. We have elite dungeons uh, on 10 levels, 1 through 10. We have elite raid, just the very first one. So Eidolon is still, we still don't know when. Do we know if that is going to be making an appearance no. soon? Not really. No. No. That was the second raid in TSW. Mm -hmm. uh, the third one was the flappy one. So the one from the Whispering Tide we ended up having as a third raid in TSW, which, considering it's a, it's a brand new relaunch uh, of the game, we may not actually get in SWL. It would be fun if we got something different, but that's probably going to be way, way down the road. But it would be fun to have the idol on at least um, out I as mean... well. I it wasn't mentioned on anywhere in the roadmap, that's for sure. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect it this year anymore. Maybe information at the end of the year when we'll get some I mean that's probably when they start talking about the the plan for the next year anyway. But uh, on the just on the roadmap there's they're totally planning to just focus on a slightly different uh well, set of people. That's for sure. Well, if, to be fair, uh, they are 
it's like they're working on reworking certain things from TSW yes. while they they're working on the new content yep. uh, when it comes to the main storyline, which is where everybody wants to go. So right now we do know that uh, up to, we have the roadmap up to the uh, uh, beginning of season two. And then we don't have anything else after that. So once we get closer to uh, issue or rather season two dropping, uh, we may get a new update to this roadmap where we will know what will happen after that uh, with the game, which would be cool, uh, you know. So it's a lot of work, um, but uh, we know that uh, from uh, talking about the report that dropped last week, that uh, the relaunch has been um, very, very successful, uh, more so than they had hoped uh, for internally. So that's a good thing. That just means that they'll keep on reinvesting into it. So fingers crossed. I would like to go to Fusan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that a lot of people Yeah, Yes! Get a nice wee holiday home in Fusang. That would be lovely. <laughs> Fusang is, of course, a PvP zone. And right now, Roman did uh, mention on the stream that right now there's no current plans to do, yeah, to do anything with regard to Fusang, Eldorado, and Stonehenge. Which doesn't mean that later on, you know something will not happen with them. Uh, it's just going to be a question of when. This sounds a lovely little zone. <laughs> I mean, I just really hope that things work out now with Tokyo and that everything works on a time schedule, that we hopefully get the layers, that we hopefully get the three missing normal dungeons, that we hopefully also get NFA and NFB, but I'm being insanely optimistic here. But well, otherwise it'd just be a waste of resources. They, they have the resources, you know, they're there. The question is just how to put them into this game. Yes. Uh, Unless they forget, they do need to be reworked because Nightmare Dungeons in Tokyo contain Aegis, uh, just like the Nightmare Raids, right? So uh, it's we don't know how much of a workaround they have to do when it comes to those. But it would it be fun? Hell yeah, it would. Oh, definitely. I mean, just for the sake of diversity, they should at least add in the three different, uh, the three other um, classic dungeons, if you want to call them that. Yeah, do we're we? We're still have... missing. We're still missing um, a slaughterhouse facility and Hellfallen. Hellfallen, yeah. I guess I can understand the most why it needs rework. I'm not really sure why slaughterhouse is missing. Slaughterhouse used to be like uh, after the 18s. Well, okay, HE was the fourth, and then Slaughterhouse used to be very, very popular when people got tired of 18s. <laughs> Easier than uh, the first Hell one, that machine tyrant. Yeah, oh, I, think hell more, more, I think more people finished Slaughterhouse before they finished Hell Race in TSW. Probably. All because of the big MT <laughs> machine yep. tyrant. I mean, facility. <laughs> Facility that probably rework. Well, I mean, the thing is, I guess they they are reworking it because um, if you remember in TSW, it was one of those super experimental dungeons where they were like, oh, Trinity, what's that? 
you basically just went in there, you had these damage or like these HP spikes and you didn't need a healer at all in that dungeon. Yeah. Like you could do the whole dungeon with four, uh, sorry, with five DPS and it was kind of even working totally fine because that's kind of expected since you could constantly have those damage buffs and adds that hit you for nothing and stuff like that. So it was a pretty cool dungeon, but I guess most people really hated it. I did. It was my favorite. I didn't like it at all. I loved it. <laughs> It was different New. for once. Yeah. I the, uh, it is, and in the end, when if you wanted to tank it, you would tank it as a heal tank, uh, which basically meant you go in as uh, a heal tank and for a DPS. Uh, I guess with the, you know. Yeah, that was already a security tank, measure. <laughs> since, it did, since, I mean, the heal tank didn't do anything for you as a group, right? No. It was simply just to keep DPS alive at that point. Yeah, I mean, see, so for, for newer players, I think what's interesting is um, you go through the story mode, you do the story mode, okay, you understand, you, you try to understand some of the me mechanics, but the story mode is uh, um, not, I was going to say dumbed down, but anyway, that story mode is it's, there. I mean, I think, I think there's a story mode. I like story. that word, story yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing else. There's no mechanics. There is nothing. You basically go in to experience the story, to find out more info about, you know, to collect the lore. Well, well, yeah. I, no, I, I, no, I see it as something. I see it as learning the, some of the mechanics of the raid because when you go into E1, you don't actually get a choice of the dungeon that you're going to do. So you get put into a dungeon um, that, unlike in, in, in Secret World, when you got to choose a dungeon, you could maybe start uh, an E1 with Polaris, but it's a little bit easier to, to ease yourself into. Whereas now, you could go in straight to Ankh. Now, I personally hate Ankh. I hate it with I a passion. It's no, still bugged. No, no, no I, Ankh, Ankh, I, 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 and I, all it's, it's the only dungeon I seem to get. But anyway, that aside, that to me is quite a big learning curve for new players, and and it's trying to remember that we're you know people say to me, oh, going into Kaiden's easy now because you've no ages, but you know what? It might not be easy for somebody who's never been in Kaiden before. It's only easy because we've done it before, um, and I will never like Ank. I'm sorry, but anyway, that aside, so I just think it's such a big curve to go from the story mode into E1, if you're a new tank or a new healer, a new DPS, straight into to something like Ankh or Hell, Hell, Hell Eternal. Um, so I, I, that that's my only Well, I mean, it's better than that. nothing, though, because before we didn't have any. I mean, we had the we did have the original, which was no, basically just a dungeon. No, you could choose in TSW what dungeons you did. Yeah, I would still love for that to come back, really. Yeah, I, I think you can still choose the dungeons you could do. You could do your 18s, your 24s, and now you, you have a choice of, what, five dungeons at the moment. Um, and I just think going from story mode to into E1 in any of those dungeons, um, instead of slowly bringing up your experience level, maybe, uh, just seems a little bit harsh. I guess? That's just... I, I use... But again, it's like we need to remember we're we're players that have experience and we're new player uh, as opposed to newer players. And I'm trying to remember, you know, I the horror I had going into Ankh when I was a new player. It's still the same horror that I have now. Wasn't just the mummies, the big mummies. 
it's those those purple balls chase me. (laughs) (laughs) Really, I I must have a magnet. I do have to. I do have to say those purple balls are a little bit overzealous. I'm just uh, happy they fixed them finally. No, they fixed them. Did they? Well, okay. What, yeah. what, what, they, fixed them, they fixed them on Veritas. They say every time she goes into a dungeon, she now attracts every single one of those purple walls because hey Antida, now. you are, well, Antida, you are my witness here. <laughs> The one dungeon we did. Hey, it was the same for all. It was the <laughs> same for all of us. But we did that dungeon last together before they fixed it. So we'll trust okay. Hedgehog that they fixed they, it. They and fixed we'll it. go uh, and check it out. Yeah, but yeah, I just that that's just the, my only problem with dungeons is you're going from story mode and you're not getting a choice of your E1, your first E1 yeah. dungeon. Yeah, everything yes. is random. That is so actually true. Yeah, I mean from a simple mechanic base, I still don't say that. Uh, Polaris is the easiest one as a first dungeon. Or completely well, new player. It's not. It's not. Well, actually, wait, never mind. No, it's actually incorrect. I was thinking that, um, you know, just jumping into Nightmare Dungeons as a very first Polaris isn't the easiest. But as an Elite One, Polaris is the easiest, yes. Yes. But uh, from a higher perspective, I think right after, if you do your first E5 and you're completely new to the game, Polaris will probably not do your favor. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Even on E2, there's an E3, there's big differences. Like uh, on when I was tanking, I was just getting one shot and it was like, what the hell? And apparently it was the spasm. <laughs> so you do have to counteract that. And there's uh, subtle differences that are not subtle at all. They one shot you. So you got to be quick on the pickup. Uh, yeah. Which is a tank I'm not, so... <laughs> the, the funny thing about Polaris is, I wonder if they made, um, what is it called, decalling? If they made it unimpairable because to, to make it a little bit more challenging, but they forgot that you can simply line off sight it? I don't know. Because in TSW you could impair that cast or line of sight it, so everyone simply started line of sighting it. And now they made it unimpairable for some reason, which doesn't really change anything since yeah. you can still prevent the ability completely from happening. So that was kind of odd. Could have just let it be impaired and be like, okay, same thing. Kind of odd. Yeah. Since, uh, most people don't try that, right? Yeah. At least I think not. So I yeah, think more if you're new to SWL, you can players... line of sight that. Yeah. Stand behind them. You do have like a little bit of hindsight coming from TSW, um, especially as a tank and healer, uh, mm-hmm. experienced ones. So you can try out different things, especially if you've been doing the content in TSW on a nightmare mode, like on a regular basis, and you knew exactly what to do, and you could do it with your eyes closed. So that's pretty much, you know, a given that in SWL, when something happens, you will try to use different tactics right away, or you will know immediately, oh, okay, let's try this, or, you know, this will work, probably. Um, so you'll be quicker on the uptake. Oh, All right. Normal, yeah. Uh, I do want to share with you guys, uh, this is completely separate <laughs> from the game, yet so connected to the game. Uh, Lizzie, who has been doing some wonderfully creative uh, SWL stuff, uh, she's created a little SWL cosplay. 
um, Xander is currently showing it on the stream. Uh, it looks absolutely amazing. That jacket that was, uh, that, you know, you could, if you follow her on Twitter, you could see the progression of that particular jacket and how it has gone from being completely bland to being wow. And the entire cosplay, it's just spot on using elementalism. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's got the Spinosaur t-shirt, a Monster Hunter jacket. It's just wow. Looks absolutely amazing. And she did that in uh, the preparation for Dragon Con 2017. So we hope we're going to get some more pictures of you there, Lizzie. Can you, ret can you retweet it again uh, now, Antietid, if you can, if you can have it somewhere? Hang on. It is very impressive. It is. And here it is in Twitch. It is fantastic. She's so creative. It's just, I mean, our entire community, there's so many creative people out there. It's just, wow. It floors me every time I see what they do with stuff. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, if you follow Buzzy Fred on Twitter, on Twitter and on the Secret Buzz on Facebook, you will know that there's uh, lots of, uh, lots of uh, contests going on there. It's all about being legendary. <laughs> Doesn't work the same as you want to be legendary. Of course, it's a play on uh, the word be, uh, verb and a noun. Um, so do check out uh, the status and do submit uh, your picks. Uh, you never know, you might actually make the cut and she may like yours the best. Uh, we also have the New Dawn, a celebration of Secret World Legends, where it's a cooperation between DJ Psy Warrior and Buzzy Fred again. And it's all about the music, fashion, contests, and apocalyptic fun. And that's going to be happening uh, in Agartha on 16th of September of this year starting at 1 p.m. EDT or 6 p.m. GMT and two days from now it's going to be a story night brought to you by Insane and Vomer starting 9th of September 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. EDT at the Eldwick Park in that London. That sounds really cool. If it's anything it like the, um, the ghost tour of Eldwick Park that happened last was it last Halloween? Um, mm -hmm. If it's anything like that, it's going to be really cool. Very much so. And uh, Halloween, of course, is coming up in less than two months away. And uh, as we who have come from uh, TSW for, to SWL know, it is the biggest event of the year. Uh, so mark your calendars. There's going to be lots of stuff happening. The Haunted Elwick tour is something that players have put together uh, themselves uh, in game, and hopefully it will be uh, happening once again this year. But the event is just amazing. It, I really want to know <laughs> how much of it because we have like what four or five years worth of. Uh, 
Halloweens that have to be reworked for SWL. So it will be interesting if all of them are going to make it. Do you think there's going to be anything new? Honestly, I don't expect it to I be. I doubt it this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. If there is, maybe a mission. Uh, but I really don't expect anything new this year. Or if it is, nothing nothing big, nothing drastic. Yeah, no. I, w- I wouldn't expect it to be. I think they've got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> By the way, I totally skipped Halloween the last year. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. I don't think you missed Uh-oh. much. <laughs> missed the lead writer. <laughs> To be well, honest, I mean, okay. that was a- funny story. I, I I wasn't there. I wasn't online the whole the, for the whole event, but I still got really really weird messages. <laughs> Why weird? I don't know. I was I was accused of exploiting bullshit here and right, left and right, and I wasn't even online. So it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> like messages no, from your kidding. friends in game? No, no, or? just from random people accusing no, I think me I remember of exploiting this, yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't online for over a month because You're I like, was I'm not even playing. busy. Yes, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. That was hilarious. Oh, that was wow. so odd. That was just that was the weirdest. Like seriously, the weirdest time ever in TSW for me because I mean usually I was always around, but that time that was when I just simply took a break because I was busy with other things, and then was just pitstorm of my life. There you go. Oh, there. People are always going to blame someone. <laughs> this time it had to be you. <laughs> All right. So hopefully there'll be no blame this time around and everything is going to go fantastic and smooth. Galactrix points out in the Twitch chat that roadmap for the game says it would just be the cat god. Uh, so that would be the very first year of Halloween in TSW. Uh, so who knows? As he suggests uh, in chat, it might be a mega boss in Agartha. We shall see. We do know that there won't be any mega boss. That's a separate instance anyway. It's a separate dungeon with uh, the cat god um, that was uh, accessible from the Blue Mountain. Um, but uh, what they're going to do with it is anyone's guess. I guess we'll just have to watch those mm-hmm. dev streams. Wasn't the first? I mean, I, I I didn't play back then. I didn't play at launch, but wasn't the very first Halloween event the Aztec or Maya thingy? Uh, no, that, that was, was the at 2012 Christmas. end of days. Yeah, end of days oh, yeah. was December. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was ca- December. Oh, that was the first like Christmas then, right? Okay. The that was like the apocalyptic Maya okay, in 2012 yeah. <laughs> end oh, of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat Gun was its play. own issue. Yeah, the the final Cat God. Yep. I think so, the Templars yeah, I ended that up. Then. The Templars ended up getting the cat, the right. lapis, yeah. the, the, lap, the, the, the cat, because they're the ones, the, the faction, that it became a bit of a faction competition in the, the first year. That, that's cool. You see, I, that's something that I, I know it's almost like a PvP centric now, uh, or as Viri would say, not at all, uh, with Shambhala, but uh, in TSW, we had this war between factions, and it's not so much war in game as it was, you know, it mattered which faction you were actually a part of, and there was some, um, you know, animosities. I, not in a true sense of the word, but there was bickering between 
players of different faction based on their faction. I don't see that in uh, SWL and sometimes I miss it because I just go like you know now we have multi-faction cabals and uh, any faction can join the same cabal whereas before we couldn't so in some terms it's better much much better but uh, in some ways I do miss certain things that you know were very active in TSW but not so in SWL and I think as well the, the, the Cat God Dungeon, I know a lot of people who maybe left after the first year of TSW who have never experienced the Cat God and they've yep. come back. Didn't the Cat God come out like it uh, came out October? Every year. Or it, it came out every year after after that. So it's a part of the Halloween event, yeah. So it was it was the first year though, like within the first, the first six one. months. Yep, like, it was in October. Yeah, October it also two thousand. Sorry, October two thousand and twelve, the cat got come out. Mm, so just after the it July, was issue so. three or issue four. I don't remember what number, but it was a separate issue uh, with the cat god. And you were the saying At some point, they added the the, the super rare pet pets, like the cat pets. Was it oh, 2013? Yeah, the, was it 2013 the first time? Different, that purple cat? Purple yeah, kitty? Yeah, and I know it caused <laughs> a super big outcry because people were so mad it was such a rare drop and they couldn't get it. It was, and I still remember uh, it was my it was the second uh, second year of the event. Uh, we were trying to get 10.1 uh, purple weapons that were dropping and uh, All right. we kept yeah, getting yeah, the freaking cat. <laughs> and I it's remember. like nobody needs the cat anymore, we want the weapons. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, because they, the, they upped the chance of the cat dropping as a, you know, the pet so people can get the it in droppings. the last few days. Cat droppings, yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> all right, so that's all that's waiting for us. Uh, so hopefully, you know, these mega bosses and uh, the new raid are going to give you that little more incentive to group up with others. And uh, of course, do check out the social tool as well. Sometimes people post um, the need for a tank or offering their services as a tank or a healer. As we've seen today, healers are very sought after for, for the raid. Uh, so uh, do check out that tool in game as well. Um, on that note, that is going to be it for today's show. I want to thank uh, Headshotty for joining us today. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, no problem on the short notice. Yes. You catch me in the <laughs> middle of a dungeon. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> so, and of course, thank you to everyone in, uh, in Twitch. Uh, chat channel for coming along and uh, talking to us and commenting on everything and uh, to everyone who will be downloading our episodes in the future uh, so until next week Thursday 7 p.m. right on twitch.tv forward slash whole suite media from everyone on Beyond the Veil podcast have a happy week of gaming and good loot see you then bye 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 yeah
Thanks for tuning in to tonight's broadcast of Beyond the Veil, a production of Holosuite Media. Join us next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and be sure to check holosuitemedia.com and iTunes for our remastered shows and more. You can follow us on Twitter at BeyondTSW. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email to beyondtsw at gmail.com and join us next week at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Beyond the Veil, a place where hilarity always ensues. Thank you.